Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I am your host Darren, and today we are beginning Dirty Mind. Uh, we're going to be talking about the opening track, the lead single, the title track, Dirty Mind. Uh, it was recorded in 1980 in Minnesota. I believe Prince at this point was claiming that he was recording in Uptown, uh, his, which is which is just a fancy way of saying his home studio. Um, uh, the album was released on the 8th of October 1980. On this particular track, Dr. Fink is playing keyboard and he is credited as the co-writer of the song and that's it's just him and prince that's it most of most of this album and the next album was just basically prince by himself but not in not in the studios that he'd been using before where he had to keep layering stuff on and doing stuff um you know dirty mind was kind of you know for a lot of people this is the point at which prince becomes prince you know uh the first two albums is just kind of like uh, prince trying to fit into some kind of box, uh, you know, that Warners had assigned him, this kind of, like, late disco, um, kind of, uh, kind of funk type thing that he was doing, um, you know, they, they pushed him a lot on the specialty charts, so, you know, his albums did well on, you know, like, the soul albums and the funk albums, but they didn't really cross over, and Dirty Mind, it did okay, um, you know, it didn't, it didn't chart super high, uh, you know, it, it managed to get number seven on the top black albums. Uh, I love Billboard and all these these weird kind of like niche um, charts that they used to have. Um, but in the kind of like, uh, you know, the, the Billboard 100, it, it got its highest position was 45, um, you know. And uh, obviously after Prince's death, a lot of his albums recharted. Uh, this was one of them. Um, Warner's had spent quite a lot of money on Prince up to this point and... So this album kind of was very stripped back. Um, and it's it's very interesting now to kind of hear it. Um, you know, if you go through Prince's albums in order, you're struck about how the first two were very kind of like um, swathed in instruments, you know. Uh, there was a press release that was put out when Prince's debut came out where they talked about him playing 23 instruments. Um, and they listed all these different, you know, like the Polymoog and the, the Lynn drum machine. And they, they listed all these different types of instruments that Prince played. By this point, Prince is, is kind of just getting back to basics. You know, he's he's in his home studio. I think it was uh, I think it was a 16 track that he was recording all this stuff on. And, you know, there was a, a rumor that when he turned in, you know, the first version of this album, one of the record executives just thought this was the demo and that he would re-record everything later on and it would sound a lot better. Um, and obviously that turned out to not be the case. This was the the sound that Prince wanted. Leaning a lot more into, up until this point, I think almost every single song that Prince has written has been about sex anyway. So at this point, he stops going from being kind of coy and saying stuff like, you know, soft and wet. And he just basically, you know, one of the tracks that I will discuss later on this album is just called Head. He stops kind of pretending like there's there's other stuff that's kind of around sex that he's talking about and he just starts talking about sex directly um and i think that's kind of best summed up in the title track dirty mind kind of sums up i guess what people probably thought about prince after this album because up until this point um you know people kind of i don't think prince was really on anyone's radar uh you know he he'd had a couple of moderately successful albums and he'd had a couple of you know okay singles um, but when this came out, you know, practically everyone that reviewed it gave it top marks. It made a number of, you know, uh, top 10 lists for 1980. Um, you know, Rolling Stone have got it at number 204 on the 500 greatest albums of all time. Um, you know, and it's interesting because, um, you know, this is when we're kind of in the middle of, um, you know, like New Wave. 
Um, and, you know, Punk has kind of died. Disco has kind of died. And, um, you know, everything is kind of moving towards, um, you know, a kind of more electronic based um, thing. So it's interesting that Prince kind of he keeps the guitars. There's quite a lot of guitars on these songs. Um, but he also kind of with each song, he's not sticking to one genre, um, something which is, a you know, with the first two albums, they, a lot of the songs were kind of similar. Whereas I think on this album, it's really, you know, this is him showing that he can do all these different types of styles um, whilst also, you know, getting very crude with the lyrics. And of course, even the album cover, you know, is Prince <laughs> against, you know, these bed springs uh, wearing what I believe are, um, you know, uh, women's underwear, um, you know, with this kind of like, you know, this coat that he, he designed for himself. that has got the little badge that says Rude Boy. That's, you know, the scarf just kind of hanging down. You get to see, like, you know, the trail of pubic hair leading to his belly button and, and further down. You know, he's he's basically... And I, I, you know, the first two albums, the pictures of Prince's face were kind of very touched up. Whereas here, this, you know, this black and white photo just feels very raw. And I think, you know, just looking at the, the album cover, you kind of know that this is a different artist to the one who, you know, even just a year earlier... <laughs> existed you know this is not the the kind of you know admittedly prince was topless for the 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 album cover for prince but here he looks you know even with with the coat over his you know over his shoulders and open he looks more aggressive than if he was just completely you know naked you know so well anyway max i feel like i've talked quite a lot here about (laughs) this album so what are your thoughts just mostly on the album you know the the whole of kind of dirty mind and then we'll get into the the title track i remember the first time i heard like dirty mind i really did think it sounded like demos it sounded like like tinny and just like empty um but the more i listened to it like title track and everything else it it sounds just kind of like coiled up like a spring very tight very angular very like it's it's uh like it's waiting for some, like uh it's like on the edge of like like uh something climactic or something um it's just like it's about to explode with sort of feeling and energy and like sex basically and um yeah. I, it's like i i hear a lot of um i don't know it feels like devo a little bit like when you're talking when talking about new wave and just like how like clip like like devos like guitars and singing ended up being but like that's like the first thing that comes to mind like that sort of like almost parodic uh level of like pent-up energy that you really can feel as you uh get into the songs now of course for the for the follow-up album for controversy prince kind of kept the same kind of like um demo sound but he kind of refined it a little bit um so you know it's interesting to i mean these these albums to me always you know dirty mind and controversy always feel like a pair you know, like they, they, they fit together, you know, like if you've listened to one, you really should just start listening to the other one just to kind of hear the development of, of Prince as an artist over those, uh, you know, over those kind of like 18, 17 songs. So let's get into the title track mm-hmm. anyway, because this is, you know, this is the track we're here to talk about. Um, you know, it's it was released as a single on the 26th of November uh, 1980. Oddly enough, the B-side was a ballad from the previous year's album. Uh, so Warner Brothers kind of really milking those Prince tracks <laughs> and, uh, and deciding that they've got to get some money back from something. Um, I don't think the single charted anywhere like significantly. It certainly it certainly wasn't like a, you know, a big hit or anything like that. But, you know, it's interesting that, that kind of Warner Brothers decided to go with um, Dirty Mind um, as as the second single. They actually had Uptown as the 
uh, as the opening single. But yeah, so the single itself, I think, is is a little bit shorter than on the album. I think it's it's only about three minutes and a bit. Mm. So it doesn't I mean, it doesn't cut like a, a significant amount out. I think it just kind of like fades out a little bit towards the end and kind of cuts one of the the verses and choruses out. So uh, you know, I have trouble kind of putting Prince into any kind of genre. But this this song to me, I don't know. It it feels kind of um, I would say funk. If I was yeah, I'd pick agree. Something. Like it, it sounds yeah. like a, it's like a, like, as I said before, it's it's like a dance song that doesn't heck have enough, like, like isn't given like a bunch of oomph to it. It's not like overproduced. There are no overdubs or anything on this song. It's just if no. if you did a little bit more to it, it could be a dance song. But as it is, you'd be like, I don't know how you would dance to it angularly <laughs> and like spasmodically or something. I feel like maybe you know like a. Uh, you know, a few years later, when there was a lot of st- Princey stuff, kind of got like twelve-inch remixes. I feel like a twelve-inch remix would uh, really play on the, would kind of like use the the like bridge, the the bit where he goes, uh, "Won't you let me yeah. lay you down?" And then it kind of goes quiet, and I think that that kind of that throbbing where where the kind of guitar riff comes back mm-hmm. in, I think that probably would have been like the the base for something that would turn into a twelve-inch. But as it is. You know, it's it's just a, a kind of short song. I was going to say, let's pick out some significant lyrics, but I just love everything yeah. that this song is is saying, you know? I mean, it's it's kind of like, um, you know, it, once again, it's Prince kind of uh, coming on to someone, but kind of telling them what he wants to do with them. And I always, those are some of my favorite Prince songs, are the ones where he's like, let's go and do this. Um, you know, so he's talking about, you know, like how um, <laughs> it doesn't matter where we are and it doesn't matter who's yeah. around. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I just want to lay yeah. you down. So he's basically insatiable, um, which of course will be a song that we discuss, <laughs> you know, later on. Uh, but yeah, this is this is Prince, you know, talking about how I like as well this kind of weird thing where he's like in my daddy's car again. It's like he doesn't own his own car, you know, and he but he still he still feels confident enough that even when he's saying, "Look, I borrowed my dad's car," <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, I think that's quite, that's quite interesting that you know even even when he's someone who's like, "I haven't even got a car," but I'm confident enough that what I'm saying will get you in that car and we can go and do stuff, you know, wherever we are. It's a little bit of a teenage come on, but he's he's owning it now. Like, whereas before he might have been a little coy, now he's just really into it. There's yeah. just some great things like, like, just like saying, it's you I really want to drive and trying to like make that seem like genuine and he pulls it off. Um, it's kind of great. I also like as well, when he delivers that line, when he says, it's you I really want to drive, his voice really goes up on the you. It's you I really want to drive. Almost like, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, I think that's just like an interesting like emphasis. Mm -hmm. It's just to make it clear, you know, that's, that's who he's after is, is, is this, uh, this girl, Mm -hmm. um, or man. I mean, he doesn't state anything. So, yeah, he's uh, not very, um, gendered in his, uh, in his really sexy songs, which is kind of interesting. I mean, once again, he's saying baby a couple of times at the start of the song, but anyone um, can be a baby. We can all be babies. He's, he's toned that down a little bit. I mean, his, his first couple of albums were rife with the word baby over (laughs) and over and over again, uh, to the point where I think there is a song called baby is there not on Mm. one of those albums. So yeah, he really, he really leaned on that. Um, but here he's, you know, he's talking about, you know, I just like as well where he's like, if you got the time, I'll give you some money yeah. to buy a dirty <laughs> mind. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it just sounds like really kind of like cocky. It's like, yeah, yeah look, come on, you know, have a dirty mind like me. And I, of course, I just love as well the, the don't misunderstand me. I never fool around. Mm. Um, so even though he's kind of insatiable and it, and he wants this person, he's just making it clear that, you know, that doesn't mean he's he's going with anybody you know he's yeah. this is the only person he wants um so you know there's a bit of monogamy in there which yeah. is uh, you know interesting um yeah. 
Sex and is of, very serious course, business for him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and of course we get the classic line, you've got me on your knees. Uh, you know, you've got me on my knees, which I think is, is mm-hmm. such a kind of, that's a kind of very Prince kind of type lyric. Um, yeah, but I, I also like as well that he, he paints a little bit of a picture where he says, underneath the stars, mm. I really get a dirty mind. So it's like, you know, it, it, basically he's 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 taking his dad's car so he can go to lookout point with this girl um, or guy. Um, and I think that's, you know, it, even though there's not really much of a story to the song, I think it's interesting. You get little hints of that, of of like him setting the scene for this person. Um, and of course, the, you know, there's the classic Prince thing of repeating the lyric and kind of ending up in ecstasy where he talks about the you just got to let me lay you, let me lay you. That's like and the, the kind of like yeah. the rep. The repetition, it's like a classic Prince thing. It's like That's my favorite part of the song, just like that build-up and that bridge is like, it, it's uh, really ecstatic. And uh, yeah, it, it, it like this whole song sort of is a great lead into the rest of the album because it never really like hits a peak and a come down from that. Instead, it's just yeah. always building. And at the most, most of that, like the most peaky it gets is the end of that bridge but still it's it keeps chugging along and uh goes along into uptown is it the second the second song or when you're uh, mine I when you're so, mine yeah. or something yeah um, well, yes yeah yeah, yeah um, that which is which is another great song yeah but I, I i like as well that it just finishes him in saying i don't want to hurt you baby <laughs> i only want to lay you down and of yeah. course he kind of drops the falsetto a little bit there as well to kind of kind of say that almost like just talking to it just saying you know that's all he wants to do he wants to lay her down even though all he's got is his daddy's car you know <laughs> i just i i mean you know this obviously it's a five out of five this is a mm-hmm. you know a great start to this album and if you were someone who i mean i can't imagine this situation but if you were someone who was you know who had found prince when he released his debut album and you know you cut you know soft and wet's a good song crazy you you know there's a couple of good songs on there and then if you'd followed him you know with his next album I think hearing this opening track would have come as a bit of shock to you because you'd be like, who is this person? What has happened to him in like the last year that has turned him into this really confident kind of like cocky, um, you know, singer who's, who's kind of been so direct now. Whereas before, you know, as we've said, he was a little bit more coy on the first two albums. Whereas here is just like, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get in the car. We're going out to lookout point. We're going to look at the stars and we're going to be laying down, you know, like he's got it all kind of set out. Um, and so I think it'd be interesting if, you know, if you were someone who was a fan of Prince kind of as the albums were coming out, just to hear this change, such a dramatic change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is the one where all the critics were just like, you know, this is this is someone who you've got to take notice of. You know, the album didn't perform greatly, but, you know, it got so many so so much good kind of press and so many critics kind of made a note of, you know, this is when Prince became Prince. Uh, and I think that's completely true, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so is there anything else that you need to say, Max? Um, there's still, I, I was just going to say, like, there is, I feel like, a still a little bit of that, like, softness or coyness or something, some sensitivity in this song. Like, it, it's, it's like, ideally it is just like, I've got a dirty mind, I want to do stuff to you, I want to do stuff with you, got to lay you down, and all these things. But this, that, like, um, I may not be your kind of man, I may not be your style, bit that i think comes yeah. up again in like when you are mine or like in other in other songs of just like someone being uh like a girl he likes or someone he likes being with someone else and just seeing that yeah. feeling that like sort of pain and recognizing that vulnerability it's a little it's a small part of the song but i feel like it 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 fleshes it out fleshes out like the emotional world of it a little bit more um and you know <laughs> there is maybe an admission from prince where he says 
all I want to do is love you for just a little while. Just a little while. <laughs> you know, which I think is kind of like a nice touch. It's like, look, I'm not promising this is going to last very long, but, you know, just a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's nothing else to say, then we can... I mean, would you give it a five out of five, Max, would you say? I don't want to assume. Well, but... yeah, like, I mean, it, it, it's always... The difficulty with this is, like, the scale. Like, should we be measuring against all songs or all Prince songs? Because, like, like, if it were all Prince songs, I think there's still songs in Dirty Line I like a little more than uh, the title track. Um, but in like the wide array of songs, I think it's one of the greats. So like, if yeah. it's yeah, I think of, of all songs, it's five out of five. Of Prince's songs, I think it's a four and a half out of five. I think when you remind okay. is my favorite on this album. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say like this album itself. When when you've only got like you know eight or nine tracks on an album, and you know let's say on this album at least five of them are kind of like masterpieces. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of hard to kind of you know to say well you know five out of five to all of them, but. Yeah, I think I think there's you know I think that this album and controversy such a strong kind of start to the eighties for Prince and uh, just kind of like looking back on his career you can just see this moment you're like well yeah this is it this is when people start paying attention it's it's only you know three years from now that he's he's on set of Purple Rain mm. um, you know and it's it's crazy to think of like the distance he travels in these these first kind of like six years of his career uh, it's kind of amazing. Uh, but you know, Prince was amazing. So, uh, and if there's nothing else to say about this song, then I think we'll go to plug. So, do you have anything to plug, Max? Uh, nothing really. I'm on Twitter at Max Genikov, M A X G E N E C O V. Uh, follow me if you want, I guess. Great stuff. And you can follow us. Uh, you find us on Facebook at uh, Prince Track by Track, and we're on Twitter at Prince Podcast. And if you wish to email us, we are Prince Track by Track at Gmail dot com. Uh, so, thanks for being my guest again, Max. Of course. And goodbye. We don't want